the ADD Podcast. Advertise with us now. Get your brand lit by putting an ad on our shit. That means you can advertise with us. We record at least twice a month, so it's going to get hurt. We have over 25,000 streams as collective. We're streaming on SoundCloud and iTunes. And we advertise your mixtapes, your parties, your events, your clothing lines, everything you could think of. Contact us right now at the ADD Podcast Show at gmail.com. That's the ADD Podcast Show at gmail.com. You can also reach us on our Instagram at the ADD Podcast or on Twitter at the ADD underscore podcast. Once again, that's the ADD Podcast on Instagram and the ADD underscore podcast on Twitter, AD Podcast, man. Hello, this is um, David Antoine. Welcome. Welcome to this NRP TED Talk about feeling inadequate. I just want you to know you are worthy. You are the shit. Things Fuck look better. them niggas on the other side. Yeah, so, uh, Thank yeah. you for coming to my TED Talk. <laughs> Yo, oh man, I'm gonna, I have a goal. I'm gonna give a TED talk one day. That's a life goal. That's on my bucket list. I have what, what, like, what would be your, what would you talk about? Like, what do you think should would be your TED talk? So, <laughs> like, I can handle this in two ways. I can handle this jokingly because <laughs> I have plenty of jokes about what it mm-hmm. it would be. Um, one would be not getting down on yourself by not by your woman not orgasming. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but uh, I think I'd like to talk about, you know, you know, um, there are ways out the ghetto. While, In the ghetto. While the system is systematically designed for you to, oh, you can hear it? Probably. While the system is systematically designed for you to not make it out, I do believe on an individual basis, we all have opportunities and ways to make it out. Can you stay still, bro? I have ADD. Yeah, but they're going to hear everything that you're fucking doing. I can't help it. I got to move my hands. And I just drank a whole big-ass cup of Kool-Aid. Yo. Yeah, facts. And so, I mean, you could get give that, uh, what you call it, um, my fucking, uh, what's this, this nigga name? Nigga said he had herpes. Omar Johnson one. Uh, ADHD stands for ain't no damn daddy at home. What? <laughs> This is the nigga with the PhD. I see why niggas that. needed receipts. After that, I kind of got why niggas needed receipts. Look, <laughs> I got that. I mean, you sure what nigga with university? Yeah. I am. Um... Ain't no, ain't no daddy at home disorder. And I was like, it doesn't really add up. But, Does not compute. But you know what? Um, I like where you're going with it. I see where you you're get going. Get computers puting. Yeah, exactly. It didn't get the computers puting. I'm it trying didn't. to think. I'm like, what would be my TED talk about? culturally responsive teaching my teacher is my mans that actually makes sense and you know why not reach out yeah the younger the teacher the better because then we can fuck legally oh brazzers yo you're (laughs) big wild i I literally i literally was just taken aback i said wait what what did you say? Because you know, like when you're paying attention, but yeah, you're not. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then but it then registered. It should, should, so a, a and then I just word, looked at you a like, word for, catch you off guard, like, what? That's a weird nigga, what? Duh, that shit crazy. Oh. Nah, you're a big wildin'. Who, who the, raised you? Uh, Jacqueline Franco. 
but uh, what you call it? Um, shout out to her. She's in um rehab right now. My dukes. Yeah, she just got her knee surgery done, so she's getting her physical therapy on. Sis gonna have a new knee, which means she's gonna be out here chipping and pelting the waist in no time. Yeah. Well, well, I'm just lucky. You know, this wasn't 15, 16 years ago where I'd have to worry about her chasing me down. <laughs> you know, now you snatch your ass up. Exactly, nah, yeah, exactly. I don't, I don't need her with a bionic knee. <laughs> <laughs> Doing that, I'm okay. Yeah, your mom is a cyborg now. Exactly. Yo, let me ask you something, right? I already feel this going like left. It's not left. It's actually pretty serious. What's up? Um, have you ever felt inadequate in a relationship? Yeah. A word. And how? Because sometimes, like, you feel like no. There are times I feel like I've just done so much with and for people. <laughs> Please leave me alone. Yeah. I feel like I have given so much and done so much for someone and yet it's like, yo, is this not enough, my nigga? Like, they still find something that's wrong or something. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I realize at times that when I felt inadequate that the issue is not actually me. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times it's that person. How Sometimes l- people don't know how to receive. People can, you give, but you cannot take love. Like, Oh, and okay. I give a lot. Janine Aykoy. <laughs> like I give, I feel like when she said that, like a while ago, I was like, huh. Probably, some I, people are really like that. I never um think I never understood that until you just said it, though. I really never understood that until you just said it, and now I completely get what you mean. Cause like, I, I and sometimes I find that I'm like that. Oh, nigga, my therapist was like, yo, you give a lot, but you don't know how to take it. Like even sometimes compliments, I'd be like, huh, for real? Like she like, yo, just fucking say thank you. I was so, like, my bad. Relationship. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Give a lot, but you can't take it. <laughs> well, nigga, because I'm the top. You're the bottom. I'm the pitcher. You're the catcher. <laughs> I want to throw you I away. just wanted to say that during Pride Month. <laughs> you know, shout out to um, oh, the gay... LGBT, yeah, LGBT, African Americans. I don't Plus, really fuck. I don't fuck with the. Um, I don't fuck with the white ones like that. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. Like, there are plenty of people who know how to give Except for Ellen. so much. I love Ellen. I love oh, Ellen, deep. too. Yeah, I love Ellen. Uh, but people who know how to, like, give so much, and they know how to give they love and be helpful and be present for other people, but they don't know how to accept when people try to do that for them. Mm-hmm. It's usually, like, and I feel like it's people who, like, also really independent don't know how to ask. It's, like, really independent people who don't know how to ask for help. Mm-hmm. Or they don't know how to receive help, or they feel like, I'll figure it out. I got it. Until you don't got it. And you suffer in silence. Like, fuck. Um, so, I don't know. I don't know what causes it. I think, um, alright, so, I talked, uh, I talked to my ex, like, a little bit ago. Probably, like, um, this weekend. This past weekend, I talked to my ex, and, um, what ended up happening was, um, it took me back to a place that I never want to be again, and I am never going to allow myself to be again. Mm-hmm. And that is in a place of feeling inadequate or feeling not worthy or feeling like I just fuck up constantly, my nigga. Um, I think in that relationship, I did, I put my best foot forward and it was like kind of like never enough. Mm-hmm. And um, what ended up happening with that was like, um, it got to the point where I had to, um, I had to, I had to pump the brakes on it myself. Mm-hmm. And um, I pumped the brakes on it. But that's a big step, like being able to realize, like, yo, this is not. Nah, it. you know what? Uh, one of the shot the um King P. King P was like she like one of the uh people that was always like, yo, shit, like wild toxic, where you need to relax. 
And I was like, I just didn't see it. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I used to think like I was fucking up, you know, because I'm so used to fucking up. You understand what I'm saying? So when she was telling me that I was fucking up, it was just like, it sounded a bit accurate because I, I fuck up. You understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So um, sometimes you got to um, realize like, you know, your love that you have for a person, it might not just be enough. You understand what I'm saying? And I'm so retarded. Like, all a person has to do, all a good person has to do is say, like, yo, I'm gone, I'm out. And I'd be like, cool. You know, but, and that could be a good person where our relationship was absolutely working and she just said that out of anger and be like, oh, I'm gone and I'll be, I'll rock with that. But I'll sit in a toxic ass relationship for like years upon years just because nobody broke up yet. No, I don't think that's everybody. No, but everybody has moments with it. It's just like some people get so comfortable in. With mm-hmm. the, so there are people who only know pain and chaos. Mm-hmm. So when shit is going really well, like, mm, this is weird. Yeah. It's about to fuck up. Well, I'm about to fuck it up. Let me get out of here before I fuck it up. Mm-hmm. You don't even know that that's going to happen, but you're only used to being in bullshit yeah. that you know how to manage and maneuver and bullshit. Like, okay, I know how to fix, fix things, things, but, but I, don't I don't know, know how, how to, to just operate. be in yeah, be regular happy. good shit. Yeah, yeah, you got to figure that shit out. So um, what ended up happening um, over the weekend was like... Um, we text and you know it was nothing like that. Everything was kind of like um, I was honestly checking on it because we was friends before, mm-hmm. so we were cool. And um, I think and she hit me with the question like, "Yo, how did she impact my life?" And you know the first thing you learn, we are teachers. Like when you teach constructive criticism, is what you usually do is you start off with something good, then you mm-hmm. work your way into <laughs> what can you work on. Boom. Yeah, so, it's always like that's how parent teacher conferences go. I'm gonna tell you what you're doing really well, and here's the things that we can improve if they, on. Uh, complete fuck-ups no i still find something to um, should like because nice. i don't want it to i don't want it to seem like i'm i'm always on you about all the shit that you don't know how to do or that you don't do mm. be like hey like I never even if it's like small just... improvements like yo you've been doing better about getting your homework in yeah but I'm, here are the things that you no, also need to work on i never went to any any parent teacher conference nigga my parents i'm my, 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 no my mom used to show up like when she was in that workshop my mom used to go but i never went i just used to um, be at home hiding all the belts and wait and wait anticipate getting your ass <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah just hide all the belts you know what i'm saying put some phone books in my pants <laughs> shit like that Maybe so put on a few depends yeah facts. Yeah, yeah. had on like six pairs of long johns yeah, exactly. like, <laughs> that was my life oh um, jamal why are you sweating huh <laughs> huh? no it just got to the point where she just started beating me in my sleep and so yeah i used to think i was getting attacked by ninjas but that's neither here no <laughs> can you imagine the dream that's happening and what's and that's happening how it felt. In, in it felt like it was life. a dream, but you seen like the little piece of light from my door, and it's like, oh, 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 and, it, oh, and then oh. a shing, the and shine then, on the buckle, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> before, before <laughs> it hits you. Oh, anyway, I digress. Uh, but yeah, so um, so yeah, I got a um thing. So I hit her with what I thought, you know, like what I thought was fly about her, and like the shit, like how it impacted me, and you know, shit that I took. You know what? I put like a little smidge, nothing too crazy about what she did wrong or anything like that. But you know, a little bit. You know, just to be real. Then, yeah. Uh, <laughs> did you saw his Play Doh? Yeah, I was <laughs> like, is it nah. gonna grow? No, nah, I thought it was too. <laughs> but after that, um, after that, I was like, I, I turned the question around to her, and boy, she got the blackened son. <laughs> this bitch said. Everything you know, what I'm saying, I'm like, yo, my nigga, nigga, bitch, as you said earlier, <laughs> yo, my nigga, bitch, I knew you since you were seven years old, my nigga. 
You mean to tell me that's what you took? So when I when I read this shit, I was just like, it took me exactly back to the place as to why I broke up in the first place. Like all this shit, and like we even date. I mean, not date. We've been cool since we was like since we was kids. Like I didn't impact you in no way positively. So I had to like kind of speechless. But um, I respect it. I respect it. You know, that's your that's your experience. That's what you took. And um think what ended up happening after that was like she did start naming all the good shit afterwards but um i realized like damn she just wanted to be the victim bro like you had to figure this one out yo people always say niggas people in general like you cannot play victim all the fucking time i'm like there are people who are like that like oh but you can tell them shit that they're wrong oh but you pushed me to do that are you Dead ass, like Yo, that sir, shit is crazy. Shit. I didn't want. I'm not going to get too specific because some of shit is like really Y'all personal. Yeah, but I tell you, like shit, like she blamed on me, and it'll be like some of it was like, bitch, you kind of lying, and other shit was like, bitch, how I do that? You understand what I'm saying? But <laughs> you turned me into a heartless bitch. Bitch, you ruined my life. <laughs> what are you talking I'm, about? Yeah, like I saw. I mean, um, so if you feel inadequate, man, in your relationship, and you're actually trying. You're actually trying. I mean, like, you know when you fucking up. We all grown. We all know right from wrong and shit like that. But if you feel inadequate, you're actually trying. I suggest, you know, you move the fuck on. You know what I'm saying? Accountability. Accountability, bitches. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and niggas, niggas on Twitter all the time, like, oh, y'all bitches never hold yourself accountable. Me, me, me. And I'm like, mm. no, nah, women don't. Well, I do. I mean, you, I mean, just because you do don't mean like most I know, them. but they be like, oh, none of y'all. And I'm like, no, nah, I do. If I know when I done fucked up. And I'm like, damn. I did that. That's that's really my bad. Yeah, I fucked up. And literally, man. all it does is take for you to be like, yo, I fucked up. Like, yo, that's mm-hmm. really my bad. Because mm-hmm. even if it's really horrible or if it's like you fucked up and you've gone now to a place of no return, but it's still a different level of acceptance for the other party if you can admit like, yo, that was my bad. We might not ever be friends again, but at least you recognize where you was wrong and I will be able to accept that. Hmm. Or I feel a way if I am wrong or something is weird or this tension and I, I feel like, yo, I want to at least fix this or say my piece. Or if I know that I'm wrong, say that I'm wrong and I could be done with it. Mm-hmm. Some people can can drag it for trillions of years. I um, think- but I, I've learned to... Accountability, I've, you know, been learned, whatever. But I feel like I've learned to be more vocal in general as a person. Like, if some shit run me the wrong way. The plain times, I'm like, I just don't say nothing. I'm like, suffering silence and I'll figure it out later. I'm like, nah, I don't really like that. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. And it's up to me to tell you that I don't like that. Otherwise, you don't know. You can't fucking read my mind. You can probably read my attitude, but mm-hmm. and you know people are like, well, actions speak louder than words. No, pay attention to fucking words too. Hold people um, accountable for the things that they say and um, live up to what the fuck you say. I th- I've always I ha, I've had issues I've had issues with that I don't know with um, what accountability no not my accountability I think you out of a lot of people should know like when I fuck up I'll be like ooh yeah, you know I you're right, you're very reflective about yeah. things so even if you don't realize you fucked up initially you be like yo <laughs> did I do something wrong and I'll be like 
Yeah, <laughs> you probably shouldn't have went about it that yeah. way. You're like, damn, yeah. let me call you back and we go fix this. I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think um, as I try to be like a leader and shit like that, but in order to be a leader, you have to take accountability before way you fuck up. You understand what I'm saying? I and I, That's I, my bad. Exactly. So I think I do take accountability, even places where I'm not supposed to, to avoid you know, certain situations. But I do have a thing where that, my emotions... That is a real thing, too. Yeah. That's something I used to always no, do. No, I do that. Even say sorry when... Not that, like, when... Not, like, say sorry even when I'm not, but say sorry mm. just to shut down the whole production yeah. and keep it moving, which is also a very bad habit, which you shouldn't do anyway, which I've also learned to stop doing. Um, I'm getting better. I think, like, I knew myself and I knew my emotions wasn't nuanced enough. It was like... um. All right, so I'm either going to be angry or regular. You understand what I'm saying? And I don't like anger because I don't, I don't deal rationally when I'm upset. Like when I'm upset, it's like everything's fucking clicked. Fuck everything. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Mm-hmm. You're cool, but fuck you. You understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So it usually works like that. And so normally before I get to that, I just take responsibility for shit that I shouldn't probably take responsibility for. I'll try to fix things that I have no business trying to fix. You understand? Like even like a lot of my friends, they'd be like, yo, why the fuck do you care so much? You get what I'm saying? Cause I know like how certain shit just affects me and I don't like to get to a certain place where I'm upset. And so to avoid that, I do that. And, um, I think I'm getting better more and more at telling people like, nah, you fucked up here, bro. This is where you fucked up. You know what I'm saying? And you probably should handle it. And um shockingly, I have not gotten the the um the therapeutic response you would expect from people. But I know from myself though, mm-hmm. I feel better just yeah, telling people the the day, you gotta like, be you're fucking up. Like a lot of people, you. yeah. I've 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 confronted people about shit. First and foremost, like don't ever think like pressing somebody if they're exactly wrong is the wrong thing to do. Because you don't want to um, think, you want to avoid violence or an altercation and shit like that. Because first and foremost, most people I've kind of realized are just pussy. You understand what I'm saying? But only not even on no bully shit. Well, so niggas be knowing they wrong and people don't be calling them out so they don't do nothing about it. They do exactly a lot of times. A lot of times, you know, I have a lot. I've 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 confronted a lot of people with no, um. With no, with no intentions of trying to shake or I'm not pressing you on some fighting shit, but people just back down because people don't understand like you know how to have productive conversations. We're all from the ghetto, so you thinking it's going to go one or two ways. You understand what I'm saying? But in, like me, I'm like, I'm 32 years old. I'm not trying to get fucking... Damn, granddad. Yeah, I'm not trying to get punched in the fucking face unless it's something worth it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, honestly, I'm not. But also, though... No one gets fuck, uh, fucking punched in the face for recreation. I, yeah, you know what I'm nobody, no, nobody likes to do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, the people at this age getting punched in the face for stuff like that, they making money. They're boxers. You get know what I'm saying? They're... UFC fighters. It makes no sense. A so white men with weird sex fetishes. That's a thing. That's definitely a thing. Oh, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I had a conversation with Lighthouse about that the other day. That's a thing. Yeah. But, uh, but um, yeah. But these type of things and shit like that and things of this nature, um, you can confront people, man. And I think that's what. You should. I wish you start doing that. Get start getting things off your chest. There's a difference you'll, 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 between confrontation and conference. Confrontation comes with the there's anger behind it. There's steam behind what you're saying. Yeah. Conference yeah. is. Let me rap with you real quick. Let me holler at you. Um. There's a difference. Yeah. Let me holler at you. Can I holler? Can I holler? Can I holler? Let me Stop. holler. Let me holler. Let me holler. <laughs> um. 
You want more conferences than confrontation. Yeah, you don't want to be confrontational. That people are not receptive to that. It doesn't get a good response. Because if I feel like you press me, like, oh, what the fuck? What you mean? What's going on? Most of the time, I've kind of realized people don't know the difference, and it just be that. So you know what? But fuck them. If they didn't get it as what you uh, the intentions you didn't get, then fuck that. You know what I'm saying? Don't be afraid to use your voice. Use your voice. Speak the fuck up. You know what I'm saying? And um, let people know. And don't. Don't hang around toxic situations, man. The moment you realize it's a toxic situation, you bring it to somebody. But you if they're not throwing the word toxic around a lot lately, as you feel like the um, feeling it's inadequate in a relationship is a um, thing is a wrong use of the word toxic. Do you feel like I'm using it too much for that? No, I'm just talking about like in general. Like I think no, no, no I know, I, say, I know that this is so toxic. I know that. Isn't That's why I was hoping, but I felt like knowing how I felt personally. No, I don't use that word that often, but knowing how I felt. In the situation and knowing the type of feelings that and it's came like you about, you realize after you're out of it. Yeah, you're no, like, yeah, you know, this was some wild shit. Like the feel- that was not okay. Like knowing the feelings that came right back up when that happened, I you can tell me you can tell me that it wasn't toxic. I felt bad about myself. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, damn, like was I that bad? And of a that's human being? like mass and manipulation. Yeah. Master manipulation. Yeah, it, I, that's what exactly what happened. I got, I, I felt like I got manipulated, and then I was just like, this is dumb. So, um, I think that, uh, and yeah. then sometimes it's not like the person is toxic, they may just have certain toxic traits that can change, or it could just have been that moment was not. I feel like good. the person gets their power in being a victim, she's trash. Well, damn. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't. Like, <laughs> nah, I mean, I mean like, nah, 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 I get that. Yeah, like, come so. on, son. But hey. it's never you. You wild ever. Yeah. Anyway, dog. Um, a podcast. Um, uh, what you call it? Um, this episode. Um, I get my first tattoo. So, I'm gonna play that. I love that part. That was my shit. <laughs> Deep <for well. laughs> Yeah, man. Shawty, rest in peace, Shorty Low, man. Um, yeah, oh, man. AD Podcast. We'll be back. China bitch. Uh, uh, yeah. No wanna be now. You know you in trouble. Shot to the henny, gon' make it a double. Pussy on wax, ain't never no stubble. Sat on his face while he moaning, he mumble. Begging for more, better talk to me humble. Bag of the bulls, I ain't never gon' fumble. Hold up, what? Ooh, uh oh. Said what I said, I just keep it a hundo. Mag with the sex talk. Big boy snow with the flex talk. Seen from afar, got the best walk. Getting a Ferrari, that's big sport. Let's go. Mag with the sex talk. Big boy snow with the flex talk. Seen me from afar, got the best walk. Calling me a star, what you been through? Don't gotta ask when you know we a trick. Thinking he slick, he making me sick. But if he can't say he wanna lick, tell him get off my dick or get off my dick. No V the Goddess and Megan the Stallion. Ice on our necks like we rockin' medallion. Brooklyn and Houston, we pullin' up wildin', stallin', smellin', drunk on the island. Super low key cause these niggas be stalkin'. Chicken head bitches on God, they be gawkin'. Popped on that asshole, that shit she was talkin'. Look back on the hole like I'm parallel parkin'. I'm Princess Peach, you niggas Luigi. Powered up on them, I still couldn't see me. Pockets been heavy, his looking measly. Scared of broke niggas, they heebie, they jeebie. I bet they wish I was taking it easy. Text me a Hard, I send him a ZZ. Wondering if he could ever come see me. Send me some CC, that'll appease okay. me. Been a post bitch, I could never be sleazy. These niggas wanna stay up in my graces. Study me, cause I'm a different case. No, you know, Vita, got with different faces.
This is a melody. Baby, welcome to the party. Huh? I'm off the Myers in the lean. That's why I'm over retarded. That's why I'm over retarded. Baby, welcome to the party. Huh? I hit the boy up and then I go skating around it. Baby, welcome to the party. <laughs> Bitch, I'm a duck. Give me lit. Give me lit. Got no mind. Cause you can get hit, don't let the hell in my system I get your body, next day I forget it Next day I forget it Nigga try just call the body And that's what I can, nigga I was just with him Be on my villain niggas, on my villain niggas, on my killing niggas at the kings Since a younger nigga I've been drilling niggas, but I'm sorry I stuck up in my ways Ain't nobody ever gave me shit with this big tip, I had to get paid And it's time game to go on stage, and you know the streets getting laid I hit the boy up and then I go skate in a Rari. Baby, welcome to the party. Bitch, I'm a dot. Give me lit. Got no money. One in the head. Send in the clip. Baby. Baby, don't trip. Just lower your tone. Cause you can get hit. It's big on that 12 LBOA. I make a call in the school. I bet I kick down the door. I bet I send him to the law. Got a bad bitch from overseas. Got a 10 pack up in my jeans. I'm in my hand in these stores. Huh? Don't try and run up on my feet. I knock a nigga out of sleep while I'm shelling down his feet. Huh? Double G for the team. No Alicia, I got keys. Don't get your car switched. He's still a in the cooler. He's still a Uda. He don't settle for nothing. Bluffing. Pussy boy stuff on that stuff. 380 on the ruler. I know some niggas that'll shoot you for nothing. Run Ricky, yeah, he run it. Run Ricky, yeah, you run it. Baby, welcome to the party. I'm off the Myers in the lean. That's why I'm over retarded. That's why I'm over retarded. Baby, welcome to the party. Huh? I hit the boy up and then I go skate in the Rari. Baby, welcome to the party. Bitch, I'm a dot. Give me lit. Give me lit. Got no money. One in the head. Send in the clip. Baby. Baby, baby, baby. Baby, don't trip. Just lower your tone. Tattoo culture is heavy out there. Thanks. Uh, how long you been doing this, man? Uh, going on four years in November. Four years in November. Okay, okay. What got you into this? Uh, graffiti, actually. You used to do graffiti? Yeah, I used to paint. And then uh, got into a crazy situation in Oakland. And it was around the same time I started tattooing. Mm-hmm. So 
uh, I pretty much just chose that, chose to take that more serious, put it on the forefront. Gotcha. You want to explain the situation? Uh, sure. Yeah, uh, I was with three buddies painting in West Oakland, and then a car pulled up, mm-hmm. and I I was just assuming we we're about to get robbed, but they weren't with us. They weren't with me. Mm-hmm. Aware of what the fuck was going on, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, they pretty much just jumped out the car with guns, tried to take everything from us. Mm-hmm. But I had like three hundred and fifty dollars on me and my passport, so I just started running. And yeah. It was just shooting right at us. Wow. In Oakland, if nobody gets shot, the cops don't even come. So it uh, it got weird, mm-hmm. and uh. I just realized that I might as well just start taking that to a more serious and uh, chilling on the graffiti. Oh, okay. Then. So, what got you into um, graffiti? Shit. Well, growing up in LA, I used to see it all the time off the freeways, along the rooftops, and off the 110 and 210. Mm-hmm. And uh, plus, all the gang graffiti everywhere. So, I was just always exposed to it. Mm-hmm. I always thought it was, like, fascinating, and it was always interesting and intriguing how, like, people even, like, got to certain spots, or I couldn't even wrap my mind around how they even did it. Mm-hmm. So, it was always pretty fascinating, and then it was cool because no one knew who you were, aside from the people in the immediate community, community, so you can go to work and just, no one knows what the fuck you're doing the night before. So where uh where where's the glory in that like the anonymity in doing like graffiti and stuff like that? What do you see like? What's the glory in doing that? It's inf- uh, it's, it's the infamy. Mm-hmm. It's like just dominating your city, mm. and I don't know. It's, it's pretty it's pretty empowering once you do it for the first time. It's hard to explain. Yeah, but it, it's pretty crazy to get away with it too. So it's <laughs> that's like a throw. Yeah, it's, it's like a, it's a weird rush. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, I don't know, I've always was just super fascinated with it. Yeah. And the culture is just crazy in LA as far as um, how many graffiti writers and like how, like to what extent they go to get the spots, mm-hmm. climbing higher, doing freeway shit and off the bridges and top of billboards and. So what's the craziest spot you you um you uh, graffiti? Um, it's called bombed, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. What's the uh, what's the what's what's the most unique place you bombed? <laughs> oh, there was this building off the side of uh, kind of by the giant stadium in Frisco. Okay. And we had to like climb a fence, but then we had to stand on top of the fence to kind of get to the the like tarp type like overhang. Yeah. So. uh yeah, that was pretty fucking scary. I barely was tall enough to grab the shit. So then my buddy, he almost fell off the roof. <laughs> I had to like, grab him. <laughs> but it was a dope spot because if you're going to the Giants Stadium, mm-hmm. like, you can't miss it. It still is just there. Yeah, I'm not sure. I haven't even checked on it. A lot of times, if you don't climb and get those crazy spots, they'll paint over it. So that's, like, that's the inspiration for people to, like, really do those spots that you can't even reach or... You really have to climb to to even paint over. Gotcha. So you grew up in LA. Yeah. Alright then. So what's a um what's a day like in LA where you're from? 
Um, shit, wake up. Probably get some Mexican food from the taco truck. Mm-hmm. Buy some weed from the dispensary. That's a luxury. <laughs> <laughs> then, what else? Probably draw, see if I got any tasks to do. I also have a store in downtown, so mm-hmm. me and my business partner are always working on like trying to drop new shirts or trying to just do new things that'll keep people um, interested, mm-hmm. intrigued with the store and our space. Gotcha. But for the most part, I just stay downtown a whole day. Gotcha. All right. Now, uh, one thing I've always admired about LA or the West Side, the West Coast in general, right, was um their um rebelliousness. You understand what I'm saying? I think yeah. even a, a a video just came out the other day with them running the police away and stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. So when you um when you when you travel, because you're in New York right now, yeah. when you travel and stuff like that, is it a shock to see like how lax uh, black people are towards the cops uh it is it is interesting mm-hmm. just because like shit in oakland they down there they down there run the city the cops are scared the people yeah. in la the cops are pretty militant but the people are so damn wild yeah that it's like <laughs> they're truly warring mm-hmm. but I, but out here i've noticed that things are more criminalized you get away with a lot more, I think. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. There's a lot more um, quality of life laws around here. So, yeah, AKA, first black people law. <laughs> That's exactly yeah, what like, ends up being. So, yeah, like, you get, I've, I've noticed that while particularly with people, mm-hmm. how, like, nervous they are and shit. <laughs> Sometimes, <laughs> yeah, the cop yeah. roll up, I'm like, damn. They have that presence out here. Yeah, for real. Okay. Cool. So, I mean, what what else is what's the other big differences that you've noticed between LA and New York? Well, the people, the uh, the assertiveness out here, out here, people are just so straightforward that you know where you stand with them immediately mm-hmm. within twenty minutes of knowing them. Mm-hmm. In LA, <laughs> a lot more people uh, they find out who you are first, yeah. and then they, you know, then they figure out their intentions and how they're gonna treat you based on. How you can benefit them. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like New York, just New Yorkers make that decision quicker. Yeah. <laughs> New York, you're not even going to get that opportunity out here, but mm. I'm fucking with you. Mm. But no, I like that. I like, mm. I like how the people are, mm. the food, the music, and how there's certain things that have obviously changed. Mm-hmm. You know, all these coffee shops and shit weren't here. Oh, but, oh, so you've been out here before? Yeah. When I was younger, but then you still you still have like the people what make New York New York, you know what I mean? Yeah. Always. So, they always hold it down and you, you see those certain <coughs> certain situations in the bodega or certain things, you're like, yo, I gotta be in New York right now. Yeah. <laughs> certain things where you just know like distinctively this is New York. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay, that's the so train, the grab. I love it out here. It's it's pretty crazy. Oh, okay, so we can definitely expect you back. Oh yeah, very soon. Gotcha. All right then. So, um, who have you tattooed for? How long or who? no? Who? Who? Yeah. Or who have I tattooed? Yeah. Uh, that we might know. Ski mask, the slump guy. Mm-hmm. Um, Antoine. you did any of his face tattoos? No, I did. <laughs> I did the top of his hand. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Um, who was? Uh, Sauce Mula. Mm-hmm. From uh, 
City Morgue. Mm-hmm. Um, Antoine Dixon, the, the skater. Mm. Gotcha. So when did you know, like, damn, I made it as a as a tattoo artist? When what was the uh, I made it moment? Uh, once shit started kind of going viral, mm. like certain things. Yeah. Cause I mean, I always got this very normal uh, response on my shit. Mm-hmm. But uh, once I moved, or actually, once I moved to LA, cause I was initially in East LA. Mm-hmm. And then once I moved to downtown LA, mm. it was a lot more accessible. And yeah, that was that was like the, the beginning of the end. <laughs> okay, so how has LA, I mean, because you mentioned East LA, and um, where you have people like Mr. Cartoon and stuff like that. How um, how has LA's tattoo art influenced your art? Like, where do we see it in your art? Um, shit. Well, my stuff is very uh, dark, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. I like doing like very extreme subject matter or things that will shock people. Like, mm-hmm. will have people conversate. Let me see. Let me think. I don't know. I guess just the, the evilness. <laughs> the evilness of some of my tattoos are definitely very L.A. Because mm-hmm. we're... Um, there's definitely places that are that resonate just really scary vibes in LA. Mm-hmm. Not all the places, but you you get in them certain blocks or certain spots and you're like, okay. Yeah, okay. So yeah. I try to I try to embody some of the the more grim sides of the city in my heart. Okay. What would be a couple of the grim spaces? Shit, Skid Row. Mm-hmm. Skid Row's pretty spooky. Mm-hmm. Um well not spooky but more like creepy as far as just like you might see anything mm-hmm. um that's another spot certain parts of south central mm. like you'll get that vibe <laughs> which part you from i'm from pasadena so that's about like 20 minutes outside of downtown mm-hmm. okay that's where usc plays uh i'm not sure oh okay but it might be at the Rose Bowl. They might play. Yeah, Rose that's, Bowl. yeah, that's yeah, the Rose oh, Bowl. Yeah, 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 that's what I'm saying, man. Rose, Rose Bowl. Gotcha. I'll come out there. What would be your sales pitch to somebody to come out to LA? Because everybody's been telling me come out to Cali. Uh, let's see. Well, you can experience the desert, mm-hmm. Hollywood, the ocean, and shit, all in one day. Mm-hmm. And shit, even the snow. Because mm-hmm. all of that is like within an hour. So, you have all the extremes. You can go to the Hollywood sign, or you can just go to Venice Beach, or you can just go to the mountains, or you can just go. You know, you have you have some options out there, depending on how you want to how you want your day to go. You're not so limited as far as like the weather or like distance. Sometimes the mountains are fucking hours away from the you know the desert or the ocean. All that stuff is very accessible. All that in one state. That's yeah. crazy. So, um, all right. So we met through my man Slick, aka Lighthouse, right? Yeah. And how'd you meet him? Um, my my mentor. That's his brother. Mm-hmm. So when I came out here, he was like, "Yeah, you gotta tap in with him." And uh, I'm a very uh, I'm a blind follower. Like I listen to pretty much everything because mm-hmm. it's been working and. Mm-hmm. 
what has been some of his teachings and wisdoms that he imparted? Because he definitely came on the show and he dropped some knowledge. You know, we already we had a dog food episode. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. that's fire. Well, so, yeah, so um, just what? he had he had me look at tattooing and like just everything I do mm-hmm. in more of a like Renaissance esque fashion, like and also like he had me focus on the aesthetics of things. Mm-hmm. Um, even more so than like the actual product, you know, or like curating it properly. So, mm. like the best way I could put it is like if you put, you know, a really nice painting in a cluttered room on a wall, mm-hmm. and then you put that same painting on a wall in an all white gallery with nothing in there, it's going to have a different presence. It's going to be received differently. Yeah. So it's like you can do the exact same. You don't have to change what you're doing, but you can just change how you're uh, presenting it and yourself. Mm. So. That's, a, that's actually pretty fine. Okay, then, so how has it affected your art? I mean, your, um, well, yeah, your art, your tattooing, your teachings. Um, I'm a lot more, uh, like, I don't second guess certain ideas that might get me, like, mm-hmm. not in trouble, but you know, that people might not agree with mm-hmm. because I do it to, you know, to get people talking about certain things, certain issues, and I, I figured people don't really like learning mm-hmm. now, mm-hmm. so you don't have to trick them into the shit. Mm-hmm. So with some of my things, with some of my images, or some of the things that I, I do, they just, um, Intrigue people enough to ask questions, which can start the dialogue, which is like the hardest part. No one wants to start it. Mm. No one wants to be that dude. It seems like he's trying to teach everybody. Yeah, I get that. Oh, and not even that. A lot of people don't like learning, or like they don't. They feel like they're under you if they're listening to you. They just look at it the wrong way. If you're trying to teach, right? So, yeah. um, so you try to teach through your tattooing. Yeah, oh. and then also I just I try to um, I try to bring the conversation out of everybody with the issue that we should be mm-hmm. talking about that we just like not going to talk about. Right. So like do you do your tattoo? Yeah. All right, then. So give me give me an example of that. Like give me a tattoo. That was like, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Aesthetically pleasing, but it had a message. One that you did or one that's on you. Something um, like that. Shit. I did one on this one dude, my buddy Tony. It's a hanging, it's a clansman hanging off of a tree on okay, the side of his head. Yeah, I seen that. So <laughs> that was shit cool. like that. Mm-hmm. A lot of artists aren't gonna do that, they're gonna turn that down. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like things like that. It's it's hard not to start a conversation after seeing. Yeah, especially on the side of somebody. Yeah, face. on the side of someone's face. So, yeah. <laughs> like as long or while I'm here doing it mm-hmm. and a part of it, I want to be known as the dude really just pushing, really pushing the limit of mm-hmm. what you like. Of like, what's what makes you socially comfort comfortable? Mm-hmm. Like what what makes you uncomfortable, mm-hmm. and then why? I want people to be like, why does this make me so uncomfortable? Yeah, sure. So how successful do you think you've been at that so far? Um, I think I've, I think I've been pretty successful at it. Mm-hmm. Definitely have like a following that's, that's very wild and obscure. Mm-hmm. Well, some, some of the followers mm-hmm. definitely are on that like 
more rebellious tip. Mm -hmm. So I guess, and then there's people who just like vicariously live through the, the tattoos that I do too. Yeah. So that you know they don't they would never get them, mm -hmm. um, but they love to. But they they love to, to see, see them. Like, watch yeah watch the play live. Like, oh man, I can't believe somebody got that. Yeah. Nah, I mean, cause like I, when I see the tattoo, um, Slick, it was the one who actually posted it, and I'm like, yo, that shit is fire. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, but I wouldn't particularly get one yeah. on the side of my face. So it exactly happened to be exactly like you said. It, it turned out like I wouldn't necessarily do that, but yeah, that shit was kind of fire, <laughs> definitely. So and then also, it's um, I like doing things like that, but doing them well too. Mm -hmm. Not just doing it for the sake of doing it, where you're like, damn, that's, damn, that's a nice tap. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but it, yeah, that's what you get into it for, right? Yeah. And you like, know, yeah, to make sure that the artist takes. Facts. Okay, then, cool. So, um, you, we were, we were discussing yesterday, um, your come up uh, as far as like interning and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 So, um, you discussed with me like having to do like neo Nazi tattoos and things of that nature, right? Oh no, there was just a skinhead that was working at our shop. Mm -hmm. And um, just certain things I encountered was just like, it wasn't like, it was just that shop. It was like, that's the industry I'm in. It's, mm -hmm. It has a legacy of, you know, motorcycle mm -hmm. gangs. And, yeah. How, um, I think, so I think like now that we've gotten into like um, this day and age, everybody has a tattoo yeah. and things like that, you know, and, um, the one thing I do look for when I when I do encounter cops, or I do look at their tattoos and things of that nature, because you know you have some of those things have secret meanings and stuff like that. Yeah. How often do you um do you recognize like maybe a uh, a tattoo that might represent like white supremacy? Um. That a, a normal black person it would go directly over their head. Well, shit, man. I can even go further and tell you tattoos that people get and don't even realize they're white supremacist tattoos. Mm -hmm. So, historically, like, the elbow with the spider web, the spider web that's yeah. a racist tattoo. Uh, um, but, I mean, now it doesn't have, it doesn't that, hold that it, same weight yeah. just because it's just so vague. Yeah. Also, I've seen, like, people with iron cross tattooed, mm -hmm. which is, like, straight off of the side of a Nazi, yeah, Nazi <laughs> fucking airplane. Yeah. And, like, they, they're like, oh, no, that's from West Coast Choppers, the West Coast Customs. I'm like, all right. Google fucking Iron Cross and tell me what it says. Yeah. And then, um, shit, what else? With tattooing, people people like being real ironic with their racism and shit, too, so they like throwing nooses and shit or just like... There's there's a tattooer in Indiana who does straight racist tattoos. He'll do, he does like blackface tattoos. Like little wow. like cartoons of black people and shit with crazy lips and all that. And like... Yeah. It's, it's crazy. So, like, in this industry, you have to realize that, like, uh, me even doing it mm -hmm. and having any sort of presence is, like, mm -hmm. a, a statement in its own because they're not really letting us into the industry. Mm -hmm. Is it? That's really a thing? Huh? Like, um, that's really a thing? Like, they really don't let our people into the industry like that? Well, initially, like, back in the day, yeah. the... The common understanding was don't apprentice any black people or women. That was like the tattoo, like the unwritten <laughs> law of tattoos. Yeah. Wow. I didn't. Wow. I didn't realize how like how deep that shit actually was. 
You know what I'm saying? I'm saying? Um, yeah. Because it's like, especially in LA, it's like so part of the culture. You understand what I'm saying? That's how they identify gang members and stuff like that is through tattooing and things of that nature. Yeah. So it really had like, there was a big thing about like not tattooing black people. Um, not, 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 not tattooing them. They'll mm-hmm. take your money, but oh, teaching not, them how to teaching tattoo. Teaching them how to tattoo. Oh, okay, got you. Got so, me. um, yeah, like my apprenticeship was, it wasn't the, it wasn't crazy, crazy, crazy. Yeah. My first one, my first one was kind of wild. It was, um, with a, a dude who didn't really know how to tattoo. He was just a, a felon with a lot of drug money and opened up a shop. Mm-hmm. But I was just so young in the game, I didn't realize that I wasn't really that much or learning anything. You were just happy to hang out at the yeah, tattoo shop. Yeah, I was happy to be there and be learning and being around. But, uh, yeah, I, that's how I saw the other side of the industry. Mm-hmm. The first time I ever got, like, sent home was because I didn't, like, beat some old man at a bar. <laughs> so, I mean, so, it's really so a rebel, it's it's like a rebel a, lifestyle. Yeah, it's, it's a very, like, and then even with other artists, like tattooing, still full contact sport. Like if you um, if you have a problem with somebody, yeah. your best bet is to beat them up. Wow. So <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, because you know our reality TV shows is like non mag and black ink. You understand yeah. what I'm saying? So um, so when you see things like that, I mean, from the outside looking in, it's like a, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like. Oh, they just ratchet. But what you're saying is, you know, that like could that's actually, actually a normal part. behavior. Yeah, it kind of like, seems like you know, like a biker gang or some shit like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's definitely on the on the shit that because like back in the day, it was a very outsider culture. Like you had to go to the red light district, and you had to really go somewhere that wasn't safe to get tattooed. So it still has that legacy. Of, like I have the freaky like uh, rebel. The, like uh what's it called the, like circus element yeah oh like, okay like then sideshow like freaks yeah sideshow type of element and then yeah. there's like the mm-hmm. criminal side of tattooing gotcha and uh they're both equally important as far as how the story goes yeah. but yeah tattooing is definitely a full contact sport like some of the younger cats who are in it yeah aren't really fucking aware of that shit yet but They'll learn. They'll learn. <laughs> at, what, at what age did you learn? Like, okay, this isn't normal black entrepreneurship. When did you learn? How how far in did you learn that? Oh, with the tattooing. Yes, sir. Um, actually, the beginning of last year, I had a had my own shop, mm-hmm. and then I quit to work for some uh, artists who more prominent and doing his thing and shit. Mm-hmm. And then I realized that <clears throat> I shouldn't have done that because mm-hmm. the white dude fucking in me, he would say certain things or just do certain things to my clients. And mm-hmm. I realized that like, oh, I don't, I don't have control in this situation. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, certain little racist shit and certain things that I'm like, oh, okay. But this is, like, I know I'm an independent contractor, but this is not what I'm trying to do or here. So mm. I just had to uh to get on my own shit. Mm. Also I read a book on uh, anarchist philosophy. Mm. It's like kinda of, kinda of learn that you have to just do it your not do it yourself, but have your community 
but like just start small and build up opposed to trying to like start at the top gotcha okay so um what we have here is um is my is my tattoo that's what you're working on right yeah. now my first tattoo <laughs> how many uh for how many newbies do you get <laughs> like how Man. often do you get newbies uh, I mean, because you feel like, I feel like every, this day and age, everybody has a tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. A lot of people, there's still a lot of people who don't have them. Mm-hmm. So I, I do get like my fair share of newbies. Mm-hmm. There's definitely the, the people who are almost like addicted to tattoos. Facts. Would you be one of them? Um, when I first started getting tattoos, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now it's just, um. Should I usually just get tatted in New York now? I think about it. Oh, really? Yeah. Who does your tattoos? Um, I have a homie named Dead Cops. Fucking <laughs> yeah, that's a fly name. Who did this shit? Mm-hmm. Oh, yo, that's fine. <laughs> that's actually fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think I'm going to use that as the cover of the um, thing of this episode. Oh, okay, hell yeah. <laughs> and then the homegirl Mess Cakes, she mm-hmm. does like fine line. Mm-hmm. Shit, that's pretty badass. Mm-hmm. And then um, I got tatted by this dude, Reverend Leaf, who did like the side of my face uh, mm-hmm. yesterday. Gotcha. And then the other uh, artist here did this Swiss blade right here. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's two days. Oh, it's still peeling? Yeah. Okay, gotcha. gotcha, gotcha. Uh, but yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I love it out here. This is where. I don't know, it's just, it's just fun for me. I got you. So, um, do you watch the reality shows that we watch? Like, um, I'm not even gonna lie, man. I don't like most, I don't wanna say most, but most tattooers aren't really for the tattoo show. Yeah. Because it's just like, we do this shit all day and none of that shit be happening. Like, maybe <laughs> some of it, but it's like, it's like putting a microscope on like all of the very wrong shit. Okay, yeah, like which still, part would you say is like the very wrong shit? Like, what on some of them shows they're gonna be showing tattoos? You, uh, they, you get one per episode. <laughs> yes, yeah, like right, I got know, seven I'll, artists I'll, in this you, fucking you get cool one ass shop. Y'all yeah. showing one tattoo per episode, episode three yeah. fights, three three mamas fights. and this and that. Yeah, you're just pushing the wrong narrative. Yeah, okay, if you're gonna, mm. if you're gonna, you gonna do it, do it right. Because we don't have that many uh, representations of like good tattoos and all that shit. So don't make it some coon shit. Mm-hmm. If you have a platform on national television, because people only know what they see. What they see. And, they and it's not like small. they have all these other examples of like fine, um, you know, high level black tattooing as well. As far as like, uh, just like the. The shop, like how you got a shop on TV, mm-hmm. and y'all in there fighting, and the receptionist, and all y'all fucking, and this shit is crazy. Like, <laughs> shit, like, that shit don't, like, how the fuck is this on TV? And there ain't no tattoos. Mm-hmm. Niggas are taking mad selfies and shit. Like y'all, mm-hmm. well, uh, I can't even. I I bet you you can't either. Pinpoint a tattoo that you remember that anybody on that show has done. Um, there might be one or two, but one or two like fly ones and that. Yeah, 
But it's, it should be that should be what the whole show is about. You know what I mean? Yeah, like it should be like a little bit of drama here and there, and then you know. What most say about the work? Yeah, the work, and then the stories, and then like you got you need to start pushing it to where the work comes first. Yeah, the work comes first, and then also we have to make our community value tattoos, mm-hmm. just how like like the Chicano community values tattoos. Mm-hmm. And they'll happily pay whatever it takes because it means something. It means something to them. So that's what I'm trying to do. Too. I'm trying to tattoo enough influencers to where kids growing up are going to just expect to like have some fireworks opposed to just like getting mad clouds, only rest in peace shit. Just expand, expand your mind on what you can get. Okay, so um, can you go into that a little bit more about the Chicano culture in tattooing? Like, um, explain some, explain to me like how much it means to them. Um, well, it means a lot because, um, like, as far as like the modern tattooing with all the fine lines and like or like portraits, mm-hmm. like that's all directly from them. Okay, and then. Uh, for instance, like all the Aztec tattoos, mm-hmm. like every single thing means something in that. So like, depending on what way it's facing, depending on what specific like deity they use, not deity, but just like all the imagery matters to the point to where you will get in trouble for having a wrong, like if we have an Aztec tattoo and aren't in a like, Mexican mafia or some shit, like you're gonna get pressed. Mm. So it's like, and then there's certain tattoos that they like earn, you know. Mm-hmm. There's a whole entire system and culture around it. But okay, a lot so of it like started tattoos in, that they have, you have to earn that shit to. Yeah, like, or there's certain things that are that they've just influenced so much in tattooing that people don't even realize that it means shit. So like, there's there's this thing where people do the letter C and then the slash and then S for Cone Safos. And that shit used to be some, um, so, uh, Home was what they would put at the bottom of, like, graffiti and shit in the Chicano neighborhoods. And it pretty much was like, if you see that on there, do not touch it. Like, you will get pressed. You will, there will be repercussions if you paint over that specific graffiti. Mm. And then now, there's, like, mad tattooers and, Europe and all this shit with the Conseifos tattered on their face and all this and like mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's just um, just shows the influence has gotten to the point to where people don't even know what they're getting yeah. and there's like so you think things. like the people that do that they don't know what it means um I don't want to say all of them yeah. but there's definitely mad people in Europe and certain places that I'm like do you even know what that means like that's like a triple OG like something you got low key. Kinda. So what do people think that what what do people think it means? Like I don't know. What you probably mean? they probably just associated with just like like after being tough probably. Mm. And then there's just a lot of vague tattoos that people get that don't really mean much, like anchors and certain shit. Well, I mean they mean they at one point they did mean some shit, but <laughs> people <coughs> shit starts losing its meaning the more people start getting shit. <laughs> gotcha. All right, then. So, I mean, because you see a lot of um, 
Mexican art, you know, Mexican tattoos and stuff like that, right? Yeah. And I wasn't exactly sure, like, was it a thing to be intimidating or was each tattoo like a, a thing? Oh, uh, well, shit. Nah, it's not to be intimidating. It's definitely like, it's a culture mm-hmm. to get blasted as a progressive uh, life, depending on depending on what they're into or where they're from or that, their body just tells the whole story for them for the most part. Mm. So, so it's truly, a storybook. Yeah, you could truly just read someone's whole body and be like, oh, you're from this. Yeah. You're into this. You don't fuck with this. <laughs> 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 like, <clears throat> actually, uh, AA mentioned that once. He was saying how uh, people in LA, oh, have their their whole story on their face. Mm-hmm. Where they're from, this, that, where they're born, what year they're born, like all like the whole their face tells the story damn near. About the really? face tats and shit. The face when did that become a thing? The face tats because you see like all the all the young kids now I think like you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like the first wave of that shit was yeah. the jerkers. Yeah. Like when niggas was trying to jerk and like do wearing the yellow skinnies and all that shit. That was the first wave of like young cats getting like just tats that just don't even that they're not ready for like getting your hand tattooed when you a young you a kid type shit. Yeah, Top shit, of your that hand. shit probably about to regret some. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, that was the first wave, mm-hmm. and then Jerkin died, and then there was like a whole tattoo revival it seemed like, mm-hmm. and yeah, or oh, not a tattoo revival. Now that I think about it, it was just SoundCloud. <laughs> SoundCloud just took over what uh, like the emo kids used to do because mm-hmm. back in the day like the emo kids were the only ones who had like the top of their hands tatted only and their neck tatted only and then one little ass tat that was like the it used to be called like the warp Tour sleeve bodysuit the warp Tour bodysuit mm-hmm. from the emo bands then once the SoundCloud shit started popping off half of the rappers are like actually emo so it was like a new <laughs> Way it was like a second wave of like emo tats, and <clears throat> they ran with it. Shit, there was a point to where I was getting so many people coming in trying to get face tats and didn't even know what they wanted. They were just like, "Yeah, I just want to get my face tatted." I'm like, do you know what you want yet? No, nah, yeah. I'm just trying to get a face tat. <laughs> so, oh, I'm. Mm, what's your advice to somebody that's coming in to do something like so? You know. So irreparable, like you know, it's hard to go back from. It's hard to go back into like normal society. Yeah, face that. Do you advise somebody first? Do you tell them like, um, you know, well, this first, is gonna be forever, or do you just be like, fuck it? At first, I used to be way more like vocal about it, mm-hmm. but now it's just to the point where it's like, you're grown as hell. Like you could have did anything today. You came to me to get your face tatted, like. <laughs> So many, all I do, like, sit down and you get this tat. How many people have you successfully talked out of a tattoo? Um, well, shit, with me, it's not even a matter of talking them out. I just won't do them. Yeah. So, shit. So, you don't you never <laughs> stop and be like, you know this forever, right? Like, somebody getting, like, their boyfriend name or some shit. Yeah, like, like oh, yeah, I let that rock. I don't even care anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be letting that rock. <laughs> Your choice. Put your stupid <laughs> ass hand up here and get <laughs> Vanessa on it. Like this one dude, man, I don't even hear him out. But yeah, one of our buddies did some real stupid shit recently. Yeah. 
and I didn't even know what I was tattooing. I just assumed it was his mom or something. <laughs> and then it was like, you know, a girl that just left him recently. And he so, got his name? On, on like, oh, wow, on both hands, like, doing, wow. So then, that's like, that's something I'm... For, uh, for that app. Like, I've always been bad at those. I've been bad at grand gestures, like, my entire life. Like, you know, sometimes, you know, when you got to win your girl, but you got to think of, like, yeah. you know, the horse and carriage type shit, right? That's it. That's the one right there. I tattoo on both hands. Like, bitch, you know I love you. Yeah. <laughs> you can't say nothing about that. That was this. actually one of the ones I was like, you know, I might, I might feel kind of bad for doing this. <laughs> Is it regretted yet? Uh, I don't know. Not yet. <laughs> you got. He gonna come back to you pretty yeah, soon for the cover back. up. The co- How often do you cover up bad um, names? Shit, it depends. Mm. The uh, if you're tied in the hood, yeah, you're doing a lot of cover ups for names. Really? Because <laughs> that's pretty much that's the main community. That's like fuck it. Put it. Put. Sharing over my eye and shit like is that really is it our community? No, 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 not not even just ours, but just like I don't know. Like I'm trying to think. What is it? Because like when I was living in of names, like getting your mate's name on you. I feel like definitely blacks and Chicano definitely Mm -hmm. be getting names on them. Way more than. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for real, just straight up, because it's that 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 as it love be passionate. That should yeah. be like literally do or die. That's it's just like a got. different intensity, because like y'all, there's a good chance that y'all truly, you know, rock with each other, and it's like it's just more serious yeah. than just like pretentious young college fucking couple. Like he's not gonna get his girl's name, yeah. but you know, you go through some shit or. She holds it down, do some shit. Yeah. They go get her whole name across his neck or some shit. <laughs> right. Absolutely. And still be the bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Right. Oh, bitch. You got a lot of face tattoos. Which one was your first one? Uh, The Switchblade. Oh, where, what, yeah. what, what's that? Uh, that shit doesn't mean anything. I was just, um, for the year prior to getting that, I was just drawing mad, just knives and weapons and shit. Mm. Not guns, but just like medieval weapons and knives and shanks and da, da, da. I don't know why. I was I couldn't not draw. Mm-hmm. So I was like, fuck it, put that shit on my face. Mm-hmm. That was the first one and then it was just over from there. Yeah, I didn't get I didn't get a gang well actually I spread it out. It's been like over a course of like two years mm-hmm. that I've been getting like different stuff on my face. Gotcha. Um, are you um satisfied with any um with all your tattoos or do you have one that you like? Yeah, oh, no, I probably would do that one over. No, nah, I don't care about that shit. I, I wouldn't. I'm not like that. I wouldn't cover my tattoos. Okay. Um, but there's. I'm never. I'm not opposed to people who do it. But just like. And then I lucked up because I wasn't fucking 15 getting tatted like hella people who are heavily tatted. Yeah. Like, oh, I got my first tat at 13 and shit. Like I was doing kid shit when I was a kid. <laughs> uh, I'm not even shy. Grow up too fast. Yeah. Fast. I mean. Cause um I have a cousin he is like completely tatted, but his first tattoo was his name, so it's always <laughs> it's always always difficult to explain like because all his tattoos have meaning to him, 
Except for that one. <laughs> it should be like, damn, dog, I was 16. And they said they had a tattoo gun. <laughs> right? I was like, let's do this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So that one is always the one he has difficulty explaining. And who would think it'd be your name, right? Like, you go to, I think he has about like 20 something tattoos on him. And who would think out of 20 something tattoos, it'd be your own name would be the difficult one to explain. But he was like, but he always takes pride in like, his name's Prince. So he always takes pride in that the I has a basketball on top of it. Oh, okay. So it'd be like, I used to play ball. So, ah, because <laughs> they're going to mean it. it? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, he always takes that away from it. So, yeah, I mean, like, how many regrets do people really have, like, with tattoos? Like, how often do you see that? Um, well, the names, that's like a off rip. You're going to regret the name. Yeah, you're going to regret the name. Yeah. And then, like, no, you, the don't, comment, you don't even counsel them through it? Hell no. <laughs> Depending on what time of the month it is. If it's, like, mid-month mm. or end, mm. oh, you're getting that name. <laughs> you might get it big. Yeah. I might be like, bro, that name little as hell. Let's <laughs> just do it big. You know, you sure you don't want that shit to crush your back? <laughs> yeah, like names, a basketball jersey. Names are always going to be, though. I mean, a uh, uh, duh. Mm-hmm. What else? Yeah, names are pretty much the one, mm. the one thing that people definitely regret. Yeah. Then gang, well, man, usually gang tattoos. Gang tattoos? They, oh. Well, not. I mean, no, I can see it. Like you grow up, you understand? Know yeah, saying? you got you get yeah, you got to have the kids and da, 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 You don't want them to. I mean, but I, I would think you know. To me, I would think like that would be like a what you call it a fucking a look back into what you was at one point. Yeah, you understand what I'm saying? I mean, but shout out to all the gang girls that don't. I mean, I've heard of, um, you know, um, you know, Big U. Yeah. He said, like, he was like, a lot of people say I'm some OG crip. He was like, can't nobody prove that shit. I don't got it on. He was like, I don't got it on me. He's like, you right. got no pictures of me with bandanas, and I ain't got no tattoos. It's <laughs> like, so can't nobody, say, yeah, can't nobody say, can't nobody actually prove. You understand what I'm saying? And then now yeah. you got to be, you got to be real be careful, please. The um, like in jail, they they'll just look at a tat that ain't got shit to do with nothing and be like, "Oh, that's from this hood. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's from this hood." Like, that's how it works in LA. Well, that's how I've I've, uh, I've heard stories of that. Like mm-hmm. a dude, like people having super vague tats that are like California related or like mm-hmm. California themed or something, yeah. and then the cops hemming them up and be like, "Oh yeah, this means this. This means that." But the thing is, it's like there's so well, depending on where you're at, but. Like LA, for instance, there's mm-hmm. so many gangs mm-hmm. that damn near everything's gang related. Like, mm-hmm. like fucking Grape Street is a gang. They mm-hmm. got grapes. You can't, get, know, a grape you can't, you can't get a grape tattoo on it. There's a, like a, <laughs> a Mexican hood called the Playboys. Like, you yeah. can't get no Playboy bunny. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's I'm, hella, like, there's, there's just so many. And then, like, like rolling 60s, mm-hmm. they have the Rolex. Shit, I've done, I've done that tat, not even on the gang tat. Okay. On the face, and how I was many, like, "Oh shit!" How many gang tattoos have you done, not not nine. knowing, and then finding out later on? How three. does that happen to you? That's three. Yeah, one time, mm-hmm. this dude uh, <laughs> when I was working in East LA, this cholo came in and got his whole hood tatted over his eye. I did it big as hell, and then I was I thought his it was like his son's name or some shit. Mm-hmm. It was Hunter. <laughs> and I was like, oh yeah, his son's probably named Hunter or some shit. Mm-hmm. And then I finished it, and then my homie's like, yo, don't post that shit. <laughs> I'm like, why? He's like, 
That's for the headhunters. That's a gang. I'm like, oh fuck. What? So, yeah. all right. So, what's the third one? Um, <laughs> on uh, Antoine Dixon once, I ended up tattooing all his enemy hoods on him, and then just crossing them out. Wow. <laughs> that that was pretty. Yeah, that's that pretty blatant right there. Pretty fucking crazy. Yeah, that was actually and then the third time, or then the next time I tatted him, he got a Rolex on his face, and I was like, "Oh, that's that's a Rolex. He probably likes watches." And then I moved over there to Crenshaw and Slauson, mm-hmm. like area last year. <clears throat> I'm at the fucking uh, Slauson Donuts, and I'm like, "Man, there's probably some niggas in here with that Rolex tat." <laughs> on your face. Not on. And then I'm like, was it the oh, word? No, was the, it the, the logo. Or the logo. Or was it actually what? Yeah, the logo. The Rolex yeah. logo. Okay. Well, that's like a rolling sixties tag. Okay. Yeah. Nipsey had the rich rolling. Yeah. And like, so there's like, there's so many little things that you just have to be mindful of. You never know. Mm. And then you don't want to be known as the dude tagging tagging us up. RCs and all the time. Yeah. Um. So. How do you, where's the, uh, where's the separation in that? Like, where do you, what, what's your limit on tattooing? Where do you say, like, this is the line? I don't do racist tats or gang tats. Everything else. Is you don't line. do gang tats. Yeah. You're from LA and you do not do gang tats. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that takes a big chunk of the amount of money <laughs> you're going to be making out of your shit. Pocket. It's adding life span to my shit, cause. Okay, I respect that. I definitely you wanna respect be that. The, you want to be the nigga who is tatting all these niggas at the, are being looked for and hunted down and all that. Mm-hmm. You want to be so what do you tell? What do you tell? What do you tell a gang member then? No. Like when they come in, you just be like, "Damn." Well, I have a private know. studio, so. Mm-hmm. So you got. So there's no, there's no, uh, like just walking access like that. Mm-hmm. But then, um, yeah, I just turn that shit down, dog. You're not getting that shit for me. Mm-hmm. So you can run around the hood saying you got that shit for me, and then. The whole People hood show up. Yeah. yeah, I mean you are. I mean, once you do the how tattoo, are you not? Once you do the tattoo, you're affiliated immediately. You gonna do five MS thirteen tats and then just play like you didn't do that? Nah, but shit, I just did a service. <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel you. But just, <laughs> no, no, no. But niggas just ain't going by association. It's yeah. like hmm. niggas get shot just sitting in the same car as other niggas. Hmm. You know what I mean? That's Fuck around and like you were a part of that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, like man. You think? Um, I mean, that's how they look at it. What so about, like, but, but and then it's like you're a target. Um, probably not. Uh-huh. But then it's like then you're a target if you have like a shop or something because it's like oh, them niggas be up. That's there. the niggas that yeah, those the, that's the always that be, up there. Yeah, that's the nigga that be doing all them tags. You know what I'm saying? Or they're driving by and they seeing y'all in there. But, okay, <laughs> because they're like oh yeah, they, yeah they always be getting tied up there. Mm. Do you do research? So another um, thing to stop, so you know, like I can't, I shouldn't be doing this. I'm pretty sure you're not doing any more Rolex tattoos. Oh yeah, <laughs> but do you do research? Still um, like, no, I don't. Because mm-hmm. I'm always, I always feel like I know a good amount. Yeah, you you grew up in LA. So. Yeah, so, and then like I know the type of people who are like actually gang members. Like there's a lot of out of towners, mm-hmm. a lot of the SoundCloud niggas from other states saying they bang. It's like sure though. <laughs> you start cool story. Twenty two years old. Shit. Cool motherfucking story. <laughs> like you were a grown man. How you feel? How you feel about New York? Um, New York games. Uh, like the um. Well, we have, obviously we got boys and crips and things of that nature. How do you feel about that? Um, it's crazy because I don't know. It, it's just not the same. Mm. 
LA, it's either Crip or some shit. Your mama probably did it. You know, this is this is a different like it's generational. It's generational and then it's not about the money at all. Uh-huh. Like money is just money is not uh, a part of it. Yeah. Well it is a part of it, but out here it's like everything's money, so a nigga will be a blood fucking with Crips if if they get money together. That should yeah, be I'm, yeah, I, th- I do believe like in New York this shit ain't even about colors no more. You understand what I'm saying? Like, the color that you with, I mean, and as ironic as it saves somebody from L.A., it's the neighborhood that you grew up in. You understand what I'm saying? Like, if you're from Flatbush, we're just going to assume you're green. We're going to assume from something like that. And you're in front of style, you're probably blood. I mean, but certain sex that are crap. You understand what I'm yeah. saying? So it's just where you, uh, where you grew up or where you hang out for the most part. No. So, like, you're obviously born into it in L.A., like... Brooklyn, it'd be like where you hang out, yeah, more or less. Not where you, when I where you were born in, where you hang out. So yeah. that's what that would be the situation. As far so, a lot of it does like I think like this day and age, unless a nigga like a direct ops, I've you see a lot of unity as far as that goes. Isn't not the same way in LA. Yeah, you you don't you do not see that. That's <laughs> one thing you are not seeing. I mean, but they said. <laughs> It's but been a true he, since the Nipsey thing, since Nipsey passed. Man. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> that shit is gonna die, bro. You really think so? What's your choice is? I mean, I'm sure. I mean, that's happened before. That happened last time when I in the Rodney King or something. Yeah. Like, they have them little fucking one, two month truce. You know, stop and truce. That's just so many reckless. Mm. Soldiers, like just not doing. I don't know. It, it, it's just too. It's too good to be true in the land of thousands of hoods. Yeah. Where shit, all the crips don't even get along. So I mean, like, it, I mean, I found that out back in um high school. Like that um I read um Monster by um by Monster Code. Yeah. And he said like the perception that most people have from outside of LA is that it's blood on crip violence. Most gang violence is crip on crip. Yeah, so I was like, that shit fucked my head up. You yeah. understand what I'm saying? He was like, <laughs> uh, he was like, yo, a lot of this shit is crip on crip. Yeah, and he, so I, when I heard that, I'm like, so what's the fucking point of you even being called a crip? Yeah. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? For all that, you might as well just take your hood name and just keep the fuck pushing. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. That's what I thought. But you know, I like, everybody has their own culture and shit like that, so who the fuck am I to judge? Yeah. But yeah, if we... I do believe, like, if we do claim the same thing, you know, because in Brooklyn, we do have a lot of same gang violence, but it's not, like, ultimate set-on-set war like that. It's mostly, like, niggas just get greedy or to the point where it's just, like, so many bloods, like, of course, niggas gonna run into each other. You know what I'm saying? It's not a whole set versus another set. Yeah, type shit where the whole point, like, not to a whole point, like, so recently where it was a A trade versus Rome 60 and everybody affiliated with each other go against each other. So that was a weird thing to actually, like, read. Yeah, I think that might be, like, might be the biggest difference in our gang culture. But fuck, I'm not talking about it like that. You understand what I'm saying? Because I have no shit about yeah. your own thing, LA gang culture and shit of that nature. Because, like you said, this shit is generation. Yeah. yeah. Like I've Niggas seen grandparents, great grandparents. <coughs> like the like uh, the dude, 
who uh, used to always be around the, the marathon. It was this old dude. He's always in all the documentaries and shit. Mm. But it's like, he's really outside. You know, like That's the dude that used to sweep for Nipsey? Yeah. Okay. I know but yeah, I used to see him all the time. Just, yeah. There's a uh, breakfast spot right there, and then sauce and donuts, and like mm. all the shit's right there. The nigga's like really outside. Yeah. And he'll, you walk past him, he's out there like, neighborhood. Like, he's banging. Yeah. And you see how old he is. Like, yeah. he's got to be in his 60s, something. Yeah. So, like, you think his kids ain't banging? You think his auntie ain't banging? Like, that whole, <laughs> how do you, what, that shit's crazy. So, what do you, uh, all right, then. So, what do you teach your kids? What do you, do you teach your kids, like, it's okay to claim the hood, but not bang? Or do you teach your kids, like, let's, like, none of this gang shit at all? None of like, that. well, it depends, because there's, there's people who, I, they're I teaching think, their kids how to throw the shit up and yeah. how to do all that. Like, I, and then I, there's people who like mm-hmm. are almost not embarrassed by it, but mm-hmm. that was a that was something that they don't necessarily want to be related to yeah. anymore. Like that was a point in my that life. Was, you were young. Yeah. You know what I mean, mm-hmm. uh, I, mean I think. Um, I think maybe the uh, the Nipsey way might have been correct. I think. What Nipsey tried to do was he tried to form it into something more organized than what it was. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Because I do believe, like, um, gang culture and how it started and the potential that it can have is way bigger than what it is. Yeah. Well, I mean, it they, it started on some social justice shit. Yeah. That's why they call it the bastards of the party. That's why... Uh, Shit, most of the game, the Chicano game started like that, and I think, I forgot which one, I think Chris might be the acronym. Yeah, one of them was like, Community Revolution and Progress. Yeah, it's like, but then, you know, drugs came, crack hit crazy. Power corrupts. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's, that's everybody. I mean, that's 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 everybody. Some of those beefs have been so long, they don't even equip them, they know they ain't bloods. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like that's how long the beast been. So like mm-hmm. that shit is spooky. Thanks. Okay, okay. <laughs> so um uh before we wrap up, um I am about to get my first tattoo. What do you think about it? What's your personal opinion on this tattoo that I'm about to get? It's dope. I'm about to get the the Black Panther party tattoo. Yeah. It's gonna be dope. The good first one. Yeah. Or you could shit, this could be the one your one tattoo. One of those tats that you could just have that. Too. Yeah, no, I, mean, I think I don't think this would be my last. I think I'll probably get, <laughs> to get a portrait of my daughter and my son. Like, that's what I want to get, and you know, and um, my goal was to get like a whole mural of everybody, all my family members that died of like praise to the ancestors and stuff of that nature. You know, I think um, I do so often forget to like maybe build an altar in their name and things of that nature. So I do figure. Why not do it in tattoo form? That'd yeah. be like a dope ass altar for them. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And I know you 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 gotta respect the legal because you talked <laughs> you talked yeah. to the dog the dog food god himself. You understand yeah. what I'm saying? And he's put me on a plenty of heights about the ancestors and shit of that nature. So um yeah, so I think but this is just the first of many. I just never really got I just never really got around to it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Never really got around to it. But you know, you might have started in the ditch. We'll see. We'll see what happens from here, man. Um, so wrap up, man. Let people know exactly how they get in contact with you, things of that nature. How they can see your work and everything like that. Um, I have I have my portfolio online on Instagram. Uh, my Instagram's K A P T E H N 
T-R-A-P, Cap the Trap. Um, yeah, that's the best way. Emails are kind of good, but I don't really be checking them. <laughs> so your best bet is just direct message me. Uh-huh. And yeah, go on my Instagram, DM me, and then take from there, book an appointment, leave that deposit, and we can start talking. Factual, that's actual factual, man. So, um, AD Podcast, man, please like, subscribe. I'm really trying to get us back on the front page of iTunes again. We fell off because I've been promoting SoundCloud so heavy. So, yeah, please um, search for us on iTunes if you have an iPhone. Um, follow us on SoundCloud at the ADP Podcast. Excuse me. Um, I'm going to get tatted, and I don't need y'all hearing me scream like a bitch. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we shall return. Same bat time, same bat channel next week, man. AD Podcast, we are out.